0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 3, Episode 1, titled, The Queen Who Mopped Christmas. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one aloof co-host. From show business, please say
1: hi to Adam Salandra. Hello, Adam Salandra. Hi, Joe Batanz. Thanks for having me in my first ever... Well, that's not true. (laughs) I guess I popped in for an all-stars. Oh, did you really? Two. Oh, that's right. No, yeah, 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 real. yeah. Yeah, yeah, We did
0: over on Patreon.com slash Afterthought Media, we did a, a sort of uh, a retrospective on All Stars 2. But that was nothing like this. That was just True. friends shooting the shit about All Stars 2. This is the real deal. Yeah. But you know what's funny is, you know, on Patreon, they'll hear this before you do All Stars. Well, some people will. But on the public feed, they'll have already heard you do a whole run. Like in other words, do you, do you have anything to say to your um, future self? Is what I guess I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you never knew it could be this good, but yeah. here we are after oh, a yeah. full All Star Six. Yeah, how was your wedding in August? Oh my god, it was magical. It was yeah. magical and COVID-free.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. So uh, yeah, you'll be hearing this in the future, but you'll you'll already finished and completed. Uh, all stars season six by the time this is done it's weird life is wild't isn't, yeah, isn't it recording it's to the be time wild? warp yeah uh anyway so um so d- d- you had season three let's just kind of talk about this here so everyone should yeah. know and I talked to Landro about this that we're gonna approach this season. Like, could we know who won? In fact, what's funny is the controversy on this episode is why they changed the finale to the way they did was, uh, Perez Hilton had leaked who the winner was. They had already taped right. the ending. And so that's why they went to the live finales with the multiple endings. But, uh, so even everybody else knew who it was too when this aired. <laughs> but, um, but we, we know who wins, but we're going to treat it like we're watching it kind of ish in real time. Great, great, um, great. Do you listen to this race chaser? I do, yes. And they covered season 3, correct? And they gave all the tea and all the back- backstage drama and inside information, didn't they?
1: They did. Although I don't think I listened to the season 3 recap because I didn't I wasn't as familiar with season 3. So this is a nice way oh. to refamiliarize myself with you.
0: Yeah, thank you. And and, and I want to say like if you're coming to this for a thorough recap on season 3, you're in the wrong place. This is just two old pals. I've known Adam Slanders since, like, 1996. Oh, and my
1: God. Hard to believe. Remember so.
0: 96, we were going to go see uh, – uh, we went to go – well, I don't know what happened in 96. 90- oh, that we, remember we get together and watch the Bill Clinton impeachment trials? Oh, there my gosh. I, I loved,
1: loved that.
0: that. Yeah, that was so fun. And then he and I would go see uh, Boys to Men concerts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what happened in 1996, to be honest with you.
1: I think we were, like, listening to the Alanis Morissette album a lot. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. A lot. And then uh, Green Day. Of course. Yeah, we did a lot of Green Day. It was just a
1: lot of listening to music together.
0: Oh, The Offspring. Yeah, yeah, we would do all that. wearing Flannels and Doc Martens,
1: which I think are back now. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why we kept it. Yeah. Just in
0: case. That is just why we kept it. So we've been friends for a long time. And then, so this is just two old friends talking about Paul's Drag Race. That's exactly what it is. So this is the first time, because... But coincidentally, we are in the 10-year anniversary of season three. That was wild. Isn't, I know. That was sort of crazy because it looks so old, yet 10 years ago
1: seems like yesterday. That is was truly one of my notes was that it looks so old. And then I'm like, well, 10 years was a long time. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it – from season three to season four, the look is – Night and day to me. So I don't know what happened in between this year and the next. Um, they got more money. They got that, that helps. Yeah. Uh.
0: So so what was it? Was was this the first time you were watching season three in a long time? Or
1: yes, it is. My drag race history is that I started uh be, like watching live in the middle of season four. And I was like, oh, what is this? Um, so then I was really into it. And then I watched full-fledged season five. Well, actually, I probably watched All-Stars 1 because mm-hmm. that was right after season four, mm-hmm. but without knowing who the people were. Mm-hmm. So at some point, uh, probably around the right after season five, I went back and watched seasons one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more of a binge casual, and I didn't remember it as well. So this is an exciting walk down memory lane.
0: Yeah, you know, my my relationship with the show is kind of... I actually started watching it season one, but, and and like a lot of people, I found out about it through talk soup. So I'd be watching the soup, and the soup would be making fun of it, and uh, I would go, what is this show? What the fuck is Logo? And so I sought it out and found it, and so I watched it since season one, but just in the most casual way possible. In fact, I remember in watching season two live... I stopped watching the show because I hated Tyra so much. And I think it was when, when maybe when Tatiana went home or something, I was like, fuck this, you know? Yeah, I fuck thought we were so Yeah, I was just like, Ugh, <laughs> whatever, I'm out. I don't even want to see Tyra win, you know? <laughs> and, um, and then season three, I think something – no, I watched the whole thing, but I think very casually where I'd miss an episode here, miss an episode there. And yeah. and then season four, I think, is when I really got into it. But this, so this three, so season three. You know what's so funny is I don't know how much you've studied the race known as RuPaul's Drag One, but mm-hmm. uh, I feel that you know this is it's not my favorite season. I was talking to my boyfriend about this today. It's not my favorite season, but it is a pivotal one in the history of the show. Uh, I want to see if you share the same opinion. Do you do you think this is a pivotal season?
1: Um, well, I share the opinion and it's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, Pivotal, again, I have to, I have to watch to revisit, Mm -hmm. uh, what all happens, but I will say that the cast... There are many cast members that have grown to become iconic in the world yeah. of Drag mm-hmm. Race. I will say, yeah. Why do you say pivotal?
0: I think it's, it's pivotal because I feel in season one and season two, it was sort of uh, off the rack uh, mm. fashion. It was like what they bought at the you know the 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 limited two or whatever they could you know I don't know. Yes. They, and so they would just wear that. Whereas I feel maybe because with the with See, I feel what happens is, and this is what people forget, is season one was ultimately a joke. Logo was making a joke show, you know? They were making a show that was a parody of Project Runway slash America's Next Top Model with that old one hit wonder, RuPaul. Won't this be a gag? You know? Right. And I feel the gag, they did season one and then it got, and then they got season two because Logo wasn't doing anything. And then I think, some of the more respected drag queens start like Raja. Cause you know what's so funny? Even up until very recently, I didn't realize Raja's resume. Because she doesn't really talk about it that much here. But she was like legit. Um, like I th- I think it came from the Tyra Banks stuff. I think she was like Tyra Banks' like makeup artist for like the longest yes. time. Yeah. And I think had done stuff maybe with Gaga already, and like she was very, very well known as a makeup artist. She was like a, a very high end, very respected makeup artist, definitely. And also, my cousin, who's the same age as me, remembers seeing her in the clubs as a as a fierce drag queen back in the day. And so, um, so she. I think when she chooses to join the race, and I, a couple of other queens like Manila and mm-hmm. even Alexis Mateo and 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 Delta. Cause I think I feel Delta, Delta at the time was. A big drag queen but also like a big she she put on a lot of shit. I think wasn't she the Dream Girls review? So uh huh. Yep, I yeah. think so. Yeah. So these were like, this is where I think serious drag queens were like, oh, wait, this is really good for exposure. This is really something serious.
1: Yeah, that one, that makes sense.
0: And so it's a, and so I think what happens is almost this is gives it the foundation that then gives us season four, which gives us season five, which gives us season six. And then it's totally, just, I feel though, I feel that the run of three to six are what set up RuPaul's Drag Race for what it is.
1: I definitely agree with that.
0: And so you are going to get a lot of deep analysis like that here at uh, RuPaul's Drag Race where you can. So lucky. Yeah, I know you're So lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then I'll talk about it, and then I'll say like, uh, what's the biggest schlong you ever sucked? That's sort of the beauty of this show. I was so going to say said, that's, yeah. if
1: that's not what you're tuning in for, I don't yeah. I
0: don't know what we're doing here. I know what mine is. I remember I
1: went to <laughs> I went, Let's go. Let's yeah,
0: <laughs> I remember I went to Hawaii. This is a, this uh-huh. is actually Either twenty or twenty-one years ago. Oh my god! When my boyfriend was born. Um, <laughs> in like twenty, well, yeah, twenty or twenty years. I didn't, about, yeah, I didn't even think about it. Like when he was born. When my boyfriend was born, twenty or twenty-one years ago. <laughs> um, I was staring down the biggest dick I've ever seen. Yeah, and I got pregnant with him. I gave birth to my own boyfriend. <laughs> is possible. it is possible? Uh, but uh, my friend Mercedes and I went to Hawaii and I don't, I, st- you know, cause it was so long ago. I don't remember why we did this, but we, no, I know we, we went to a gay club. We went to a gay bar, yeah. but I don't remember sure. why we did the following where I said I was straight and she said she was a lesbian. I have no idea. It was the game we were playing. It was the year 2000. It was a new millennium. Anything goes. Anything goes. So we told everybody there that I was straight and she was a lesbian. Well, they had this amateur strip night that night, right? And there was a guy who he was so fucking smoking hot. Like smoking. I'm talking smoke show. okay? Okay. Love it. And so we were like, yes, he needs to win, right? And he didn't. He didn't win. Wow. And somebody else won. And so we went up to him afterwards. We're like, we 100% were in your corner. We thought you should have won. And he was like, oh, I do this every week for money, right? And it's <laughs> because like, you win yeah. money, right? And it was like 200 bucks or something. He goes like, so they're used to, they didn't win because they know what I'm doing, right? He goes, I'm straight. Uh, And so oh, you're they know like, I'm just me coming here. I I get Yeah, I go, yeah, me too. Yeah, no, really? I was like, yeah, me too. My lesbian friend <laughs> right here, right? And so then he's full on hitting on Mercedes, my lesbian friend, right? The whole yeah. time. So he goes, Come with me. I'm gonna go get my uh surfboard. Which was just randomly somewhere, right? We're like, we a Hawaii. like he wasn't Hawaiian, he was a white guy, but like tanned, ripped surfer. I'm like, what the fuck? He's I like so fucking Yeah, I like what I'm hearing. He wore handcuffs for a belt. And um <laughs> Yeah, it was weird, weird. And so, this is a very long story, actually, I don't know why I'm telling this right now. So we go, we follow him, and it, it, I will say, the whole night, because it is so long, it does prove true, the, the thing, never follow, what is it, never follow a hippie to a second location? I haven't heard that. Oh, you've never heard I'm that? Sure, I'm sure that's true. Yeah, never follow a hippie to a second location, and we should have followed okay. this. But, so we go to all these different adventures in in Hawaii with him, right? He had to go pick mm-hmm, up something yeah. over here, and blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, now we're walking back to my car. He's carrying a surfboard. And uh, he sa- he says to Mercedes, he talked to Mercedes about why she's a lesbian. And she's giving all, she's, she was in the groundlings as well. So she's whipping out a story, like nobody's <laughs> business, you know, about her life as a lesbian. I'm just walking. And we get to my car, and he's like, do you think the surfboard's going to fit in the car? And I'm like, I don't know. So I'm trying to fit the surfboard in the car, and he's talking to Mercedes about being a lesbian. And so, finally, she says... Um, girls just kiss better. And he goes, well, guys can kiss good too. You know, look. And then he literally whips me around and full on shoves his tongue down my throat. T- shoves, jams his tongue down my throat. And I'm all like, what the fuck? And he takes the keys out of my hand, throws him to Mercedes. He says, you drive. He gets, so I had, I had to put the seat all the way down, the, the passenger seat all the way down to get the surfboard in. He throws, yeah. me, he throws me on the, the passenger side and he gets on top of me and starts full on dry humping me and making out with me and mercedes is like driving to the hotel but also like looking back and at one point we have to stop in front of the gay bar and they all look inside and they see this and they're like what the fuck the straight guy from the thing so then we go to the hotel and we go upstairs and he throws me and mercedes on the bed and he puts on here like a little radio with him he puts it on this nightstand or whatever, and he puts in a cassette tape it's 20 years so. <laughs> yeah And it's the Chris Isaac song, Wicked Game. Yes. Okay. And he stands on the bed. We're sitting on the bed just like dumbstruck. And he does a full-on strip show to nude with us. And he's like, let's have a threesome. Right? And so Mercedes is like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> right? And so... She, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, I think I'm a lesbian. I'm going to bed. So she goes to the bed. He goes, Well, aren't you and I? So there's like a hallway that leaked us. So we went to the hallway. And oh, no, no. Before this, though, we, he's a we, before we hook up, let's go. To, so we had to go down to, to the local, like, not 7 Eleven. What's it called there in Hawaii? The ABC oh, store. Okay. And he buys Magnum condoms. And I'm
1: like, Okay, buddy.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like a baby's arm holding an orange. Like, I remember, (coughs) I was like, I need to remember how big this is for later. Because I can have a a tailor's tape or something like that, right? (laughs) So, I put my hand at the very base, is what I'm putting him. My other hand, and then there's still like an inch, and then the head.
1: Oh, excuse me, I need to do that now. Just to measure, wow.
0: And I I was like, he's not fucking me with this, Right. So, uh, there's more to that story, but we've already taken enough time with that story. But, but Okay, but that is a genuinely hot
1: story. Yeah. I have pictures something of the guy, about, yeah. What? You have pictures? Of the guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, definitely going to need to see those yeah. because I need to match to... First of all, there's something about, you know, just two straight bros hanging yeah. out when the yeah. lesbian goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's straightness in that story is very questionable but i am into every second yeah of it's it. true <laughs> it's true uh
0: he well, another thing too I, I cut out for length was i'm not his up, <laughs> is um he also before the sex and even before the strip show goes, you're, you're you have too much stubble when we were making out so he put me in a chair and put shaving cream on me and gave me a shave which i don't know no, why was so fucking hot but it was very hot wild yeah it was a crazy crazy story
1: Anyway. Well, honestly, I love that. And that, maybe we should just make this show be all about erotic uh, fanfic, except it's not fiction. It's the real not deal. Not fiction?
0: No, that's what the show is. And then next episode, Juergen, right. you can think about it next episode, you can tell us about the biggest schlong you've ever been with. But don't do this thing where it's like, my fiancés. Unless it is, I like...
1: I wouldn't dare. Um, I, I honestly can't think anyway off the top of my head, but I will be thinking about it now. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Think about it. Chew on it. All
1: right. This week, a whole new crop
0: of queens walk into the workroom. India and Phoenix wear the same outfit, and Shangela pops out of a box. In the mini-challenge, the girls bounce on a trampoline for a winter photo shoot. For the maxi-challenge, the girls have to hand me have to remake hand-me-downs into hand-me-ups and show off their best holiday drag look. In the end, Raja is named the winner of both challenges, while Shangela and Venus Delight are left in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives, Shangela is told Shantae you stay, while Venus Delight is asked to sashay away. Adam Salandra, named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
1: Sure, okay. Well, number one, what I liked... What I really found shocking on a rewatch was the way that the girls entered the room, um, which was they came in through a door. Yeah. Which I did not remember yeah. that being the case. Yeah. And they literally just walked in and were like, hi, I'm here. And it was <laughs> now it feels anticlimactic. But the reason I am picking it as something I like is the fact that we know today for everything to be so overproduced that each queen's mind, they come in with their tagline that's already on their sh- their shirts and their merch. So to get rid of that was like, oh, we're we're stripping it down to the basics of the early days yeah. um, where you get to it, – it's not overly produced in our heads. So I liked that. Now jumping quickly though to the one thing I did not like. Wait,
0: before you do what? that, I want to say something. What's so funny about what you said is – my boyfriend, hands down, his favorite moment, I would say our top three favorite moments from his show. And I don't know why this shows you Gen Z and what they think is funny and absurd. Yeah. His favorite moment is when Stacey Lane Matthews walks in and just go, and everyone's doing something else. She goes, Hi. He <laughs> thinks that is the greatest thing ever. Constantly quotes it, her just walking in awkwardly and going, <laughs>
1: Hi. <laughs> well, you know, and he's, he's, uh, ahead of his time because stacy lane matthews of course ended up being uh iconic in her own right really so So that's that's very very true true.
0: yeah
1: um is he watching is he rewatch is he watching it again for the first time with you or is he no no he's seen it it before now he's a drag race
0: fan yeah okay
1: i didn't know if he i mean he was too young to watch when it first aired all right well you'll have that Anyway, um, so to skip quickly to the one thing I did not like, even though I liked the old stripped downness of it all with them coming in, there was it for me a lack of energy overall among this cast that I just no one really seemed to light up the room or spark it with energy raja did to me there's something very cool about raja Mm -hmm. so without her it's interesting later on they comment like oh you need to be louder more presence on the stage she had the most uh star quality to me in the whole episode Mm -hmm. but everyone even someone like delta work who's a very respected drag queen she's good she she has the time behind her um and and she has good quips but there's just a lack of like there was a lack of energy and spark for me
0: yeah
1: so, you know, it was a give and take uh, there because I also liked that they weren't all in their head trying to produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I- um, and to say a second thing I liked, I mean, I'm going to have to pick just because now it also is iconic, Shangela coming out of the box. Oh, I mean, really? That's a, it's a – I don't remember – can you – do you remember in season two, obviously we know she was kicked off first and that's why she's brought back, but was, was she – Disliked in that first episode because the queens, or at least they edited it to be like the queens are like, oh god, here's Shangela, and I know they do end up finding her annoying. Mm-hmm. But from the start, was there sort of that stigma? I recently rewatched at least part
0: of season two, and if I remember correctly, in season two, she had only been doing drag a very, very, very short amount of time, like I want to say a few months. Yeah. Alyssa Alyssa remembers her drag mother and had just right. put her in drag, and I think only a couple of months. And uh, a very short amount of time. And so I think that the resentment then was like, bitch, who are you? You've been in this two or three months. Yeah. Uh, And now it's been a year. But I think this was pre-planned. I mean, I remember even when I rewatched it, RuPaul saying, I have a sneaking suspicion
1: we're going to be seeing you again. I was like, oh, really?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have that sneaking
1: suspicion? They did play that. And I was like, well, does he, he's, you know, I've heard him say that before, but. It'd be weird if it was pre-planned that much in advance, like, since the first episode, but, like, why do you think they brought Shangela back? We now know that she's got a... Like, did Rue see something in her or producers that we wouldn't until much later on in the history of the show? I don't know. I still think that
0: it was pre-planned. I think if there's a season three, wouldn't it be so cool if we brought someone back like this and she had a lot of... Uh, I think she was even great television
1: then. Yeah, and, and she so, did bring energy that the others yeah. were not bringing.
0: What's funny is because uh, I I like Shangela. I go back and forth with Shangela because now I'm not so big on Shangela ever since the pandemic uh, right. Puerto Vallarta trip. But yes. um, but before that, after all her All Stars three run, I was a huge fan. Um, but you know, uh, on on season three. Uh, and maybe actually, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change the what I didn't like to, to that. So um, I'm gonna check because right now I have untucked as not what I didn't like, but some things that are happening on untucked. Uh, I love and I hate is i um, Is I'm gonna change the Shangela. What this? This anno- I'm already annoyed with the hallelujah every five seconds. You know, it's like one of this the bit she didn't see until now. She's just hallelujah this and hallelujah that and hallelujah like you know you're talking about the catchphrases. And they don't have their pre-planned catchphrases. Well, maybe not in the workroom entrances, but when Chancelot comes in that box, girl, she already has the fucking merch. And is going to be her catchphrase and blah, 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 blah. And it's already in this episode grating on me. And yes. Like, oh, God, with the hell? And Lou. the other
1: girls. I mean, that's yeah. not like it went over well there.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, so that's the one thing I didn't like. Um, for me, I think for the two things I liked, I think this cast of characters maybe knowing what we know now or whatever it is i think they're so great i think they're so fantastic all mm-hmm. of them almost all even the ones that aren't good like i have trouble telling phoenix and venus delight apart i'll be honest with you but even oh, them I, I i find them kind of kooky and endear not endearing but like in are great television kind of way um, sure. i also liked in this episode the challenge and the format i'll get into when we get more into the show but I actually yeah. – I, I miss these kinds of challenges and I wish they brought them back with, with some tweaks, with some tweaks. And uh, it was just really, – you're bringing up the door and all that. It's, the show has evolved so much. You know what's so funny? I just – this is what a weird hard left here. I just read an interview today <clears throat> with the guy who was the main character in Gremlins. Okay. Okay. And okay, they, did, they did a Mountain Dew commercial – where they bring back him and Gizmo from the movie The Gremlins, okay? And in it, he's talking about the charm of that original and about uh, how he's progressing. He talks about when you you nail something like that, what ultimately happens, you know, they don't put that much money into it, but then as they do, they start trying to push the boundaries more and more until all of a sudden now he's talking about how, yeah, they got advanced on what Gizmo could do by Gremlins you know, as something with gremlins at all. He's all like, Gizmo, they want Gizmo to break dance and all this shit. And he goes, they lost the original charm of what it was, where it was much more simple. The more, the Mm -hmm. more you improve on something, sometimes you improve it to a point where it's not even what it was. And I kind of feel maybe drag races there. And so it was so almost like comfort food, even though I'm not the biggest fan of this season, it's, it felt like comfort food. Like, Oh Yes. You know, I remember – and you know what? To be honest with you, this this was a big premiere, but I know okay, – I've seen this season a couple of times. Starting next episode, they go back down to the original just – I think the show runs too long now. So we're going to have these 40 minutes without commercial episodes where it's just boom, 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 boom. Best of. Nothing stretched out. And yes. I kind of missed that too. And so it's, it's nice to be back to the old format, the old challenges, where they were just simple. I remember I interviewed – Drag Race icon James Mansfield, uh-huh. but I, I, one of the questions I'd asked him was if you could do any season, uh, what would it be? And he said he would have been on season three because that because he's very um, he's a like a seamstress and that has the most like sewing challenges and costume yeah. challenges. And so I was like, oh, so maybe we'll get to see that a lot more. Um, all right, anything else? Did I miss anything, Adam Salandra? Not yet, but hey, we're just beginning. Alright, well let's right let's walk right into it. Delta Work is the first to enter the workroom of the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh Stacey Lane Matthew says hi. The girls wonder who the bitch is at Oh. The girls wonder who the bitch is just as Mimi I'm first walks in. And <laughs> India Fair and Phoenix cause quite the stir when they walk into the workroom in nearly identical outfits. Uh, these entrances, Adam, we could go through one by one if you want to. Were there any, like, big ones that stuck out to you? Uh, you were kind of talking about a little bit, but, um...
1: Yeah, I'll tell you the ones that I, that I had anything to say. Delta, I talked about Mm -hmm. already, how there's, like, there's just a lack of presence, a big presence there for Delta. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas... You know, it's not that I need someone who's like loud, because again, Raja, they're saying wasn't a big presence, but she was, but it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be loud. Uh, mm-hmm. Silky, not make a presence, candy muse presence. Um, but still, there's just always something missing for Delta that when I see her write stuff on social media, where you don't really hear her deliver it, it it's very funny to me. So I know she has it in her, but there's something lost in delivery for me, Um to see Manila walk in, who we know... At, Manila's great and v- insanely talented. But there's always something a little... It feels like Manila's always on. Which, they're all in front of cameras, so they should be on. But there's mm-hmm. something that is sort of... It feel, doesn't feel genuine to me mm-hmm. uh, when it comes from Manila. Mm-hmm. So I I You know that. what? I never thought about that before, but I agree with you. It's so funny. There is
0: something disingenuous about her. Yes. Like, yeah. She's always on and you don't really know what she's like off
1: yep it's it, it's what made me um was she all stars four now they're starting to run together but uh she had a great run in all stars four mm-hmm. um but i but she wasn't my favorite because of that i couldn't connect with her
0: but if reel. you remember in all stars four that was there there was a, a lot of performative behavior and remember when she was just sobbing and crying when latrice right
1: you know there was Nothing felt, it was just all, it, it was never, everything always, I was going to say everything always felt like a joke, but like, I'm not even necessarily mad about that When normally, but it, mm-hmm. but it was just, who is the real Manila? I well, guess the,
0: you know, it's funny that you say that too, because one of sort of the inside tea rumors that you hear is that she's not a very friendly queen.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if, if yeah. that goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, Well, who else did I – Mariah Balenciaga, it was interesting because when she she was also just on All-Stars 5, Mm -hmm. I had forgotten about her on – like she didn't stand out the first time I watched Mm All-Stars 3, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but I had met her in person and then I like – Star on All Stars five, and I now going back. I'm like, oh, she looked beautiful, and she has really funny confessional. So I'm actually not sure why she didn't stand out for me, um, because in this episode she kind of was a standout.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not sure what happened first time around. Um, when Mimi um first walked in, yeah. she was ahead of her time and just coming in loud and proud. And again, even though I'm not looking for loudness as a form of entertainment, she brought she brought the energy up. Yeah. Which I like. She also gave off a lady bunny vibe, which I also like. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about entrances. From yeah, now. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, uh, to go to Mimi M first, because she's going to get, you know, for her running the show, she's going to get a lot of criticism. But the one thing I'll say <laughs> about Mimi I'm first, speaking of ahead of her time, she was the one who very wisely, most presciently, I would say, was the one who was like, We're missing something here, and she was the first one to package the girls on tour. Even the show itself, World of Wonder, didn't see that. Uh, What was the name of that show she used to put on? It was the first one where she would take former contestants on the road, and um, I forget what it's called. Battle
1: of the Seasons?
0: Battle of the Seasons, yes. Thank you. And um, and, uh, she was the one that created that. And was behind it until, oh, like, and then that. I think, I think, uh, producer entertainment joined up with her and then took it over and yeah. and canned her. But, um, but, uh, she was the one that invented that. So she could see, you know, 10 steps ahead about the the value in these queens for that. So I'll give her her props for her, do Yeah. But, uh, um, also, it's so funny. And I think later on I'll talk about it. Um, I actually don't, by the way, I want to correct something just because. I really don't give a shit, but there are people like Nami Harder, who will fucking write it on the Discord Nami's correction corner because you said Mariah uh, Mariah's run on All Stars three. He'd probably already written by this point. You meant season oh. three. I know, I know. No one cares. And but 5. Nami's already. I guarantee you by this point, Nami has already posted it on Discord that it's okay. season three and All Stars five or All Stars oh, four so All Stars four. Keep me
1: straight. Keep me straight. Yeah. You no, it's all.
0: Yeah, these fans get really All's crazy.
1: Five. Well, yeah. you let us know, Nami.
0: Yeah, thank you, Nami. Nami's correction corner. Um, but uh <laughs> it's so funny because I was I just did this show the other day as a guest, and they decided to surprise me with an all with a drag race quiz.
1: Oh, you oh know? how'd you do?
0: I don't know because one of the things where they had to sign up for an email to get so they're like, I don't know what the how you did. But here's why. The quiz was so fucking I'm gonna say unfairly hard. Why? Because they would give you four options, and you know what? I'll do the season three one. We'll do it at the end of the season, because it was by season, right? Oh, okay. But it was so fucking... It was obscure. It would be like, which one of these isn't true? And then they would put up, like, random shit, like, wow, that's technically true, but maybe it was this person, and they'd be like, you know, um, I'm gonna make it up. Like, uh, Venus Delight went home when she lip-synced against Raja. And you're like, like, who's remembering that, you know? Right, right. Anyway. Um, well, that's why it's a quiz. I, that's guess. Why I it's can't a quiz. Wait to find out how you did. So going back to Mariah Perez Balenciaga, I've never... Because un- before All-Stars 4, was that what she was on? I think 5. No, five All-Stars 5. Before Mariah was on All-Stars 5. Uh... There was a huge campaign every year after season two of, like, oh, when's Mariah going to be on the show? When's Mariah going to be on the show? And I always even then was, like, why are they obsessed with Mariah, you know? Yeah. Like, why – of all the queens that could be on the show, why are they and, – and she had a like, – there was a campaign where people wanted to get her on the show, and she was doing a lot of – she was kissing World of Wonder's ass again on the show. and Yeah. It was a whole thing, and I – I mean, she's very fishy, and she has a great look and everything like that. But I've never understood – as a TV personality, you're right. She does – and I want to contrast her with what you said about Raja, is you're right. Raja has this very quiet charisma, that star quality, where even she's not doing much, but you can't take your eyes off of her. Mm -hmm. But yet Mariah is giving you what you need with the great confessionals and everything, and I find her even now forgettable, and I don't know how (sighs) – that stickiness. What's that stickiness that she's just lacking?
1: I don't know. You know, it's interesting. You you at least made it make sense for me when you put it that way. Is she's giving everything you need, but there's something not there. It's something that Raja does have.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's funny. It's, it's it's that ineffable quality that we can't uh, get. Now again, I think I commented. I love when they say who's going to be the bitch, and then Mimi of yeah. course walks. It's such a great like subtle thing there they did there. It um, amazing. By the way. We have not talked about this, but that iconic moment when, um, is it India that walks in? Yeah, India walks in and, and she's wearing nearly the same identical outfit that Phoenix is wearing. Yeah. It's still great. It's still fantastic. It's still so uncomfortable and awkward. They play the little like Western Showdown music <laughs> yeah. in the background, which I love. It's still so good, which is so funny because you know that the producers knew that would happen, so they they staggered them because it's just, it's like India's literally second last before Raja. Yeah. And because they wanted that moment, right, that everyone was like, Oh, my God. It was so good. Still never gets old for me. Still love it. <laughs> Still think it's a great – because how did that happen? I mean, it's nearly yeah.
1: identical. It is wild. Like, it's one thing if it would have happened on a challenge where you had the, the directive to bring something. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's similar. But just workroom entrance. Could have been anything.
0: Well, what's funny, too, is also in an episode where – Phoenix is accused by Venus Delight of—is it
1: that, that how it is? Yeah, of of
0: copying her.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why she was like, yeah, this girl, just I can't copy, original yeah. ideas,
0: can't copy Andy anymore. And finally, just a weird little thing is Alexis calls Raja, oh, she's just a club kid when she walks in, which is yeah. really interesting because after her drag race run, Alexis sort of adopts sort of the club kid aesthetic for a while. Like, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen that uh, Alexis picture where she shows up with like a whole carousel, a dress, a working carousel. And no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fierce. And so, like, it's funny that she's criticizing the club kit look. But yet, in years later, she starts to adopt sort of that outrageous t- sort of uh, look.
1: Well, I think that that's the start of a trend because I, I'm pretty sure she was a pageant queen, right? And these pageant queens come in thinking they know how, you know, of course, you're thinking drag race is going to be just like a pageant. But then when the weirdos, which then you have Sharon Needles and Jinx Monsoon, it, it, it keeps happening, become not only winners, literally, they win the show, but also are beloved by the fans. Mm-hmm. I think they start to, anyone paying attention, they start to think outside the box with their own drag a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. All right, let's move on. Uh, next, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce one more surprise. The pit crew wheels in a giant box, and after a great deal of suspense, out pops Shangela from Season 2. Moving on, RuPaul announces this week's mini-challenge. It's a Christmas-themed photo shoot. Mariah and Raja impress photographer Mike Ruiz, while Stacy and Delta have trouble getting high enough for the shot... First let's talk about that Shangela moment. You love it. It's iconic to
1: you. You like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I can't, I don't know what I would have thought at the time. Mm-hmm. Um because I don't know that's that's the thing is like I love a good surprise twist like that, but mm-hmm. did people remember Shangela? I I, I don't know. I that, mean, I I'm not sure cuz I, yeah. I I knew about her ready going in so
0: i remember watching this first run thinking like who the fuck is shangela because she went she, her right. run in season two was so short and not really that memorable
1: right like when they bring Vanji back after yes. like that's a very different story
0: yes but yeah when they bring shangela back and she and, and she's walking around saying these catchphrases like everybody knows who she is and it was like <laughs> yes. like i don't really remember her and i wonder if the girl yeah i think the girl the girl seemed very puzzled by it and it's something that comes up actually uh, in Untucked, you know, I can talk about Untucked now. What's, is people had told me the Season 3 Untucked was worth watching, and it yeah. is because I feel Untucked now, you don't really get this sense, but there is a sense for sure that, uh, that there's we're seeing a lot more behind the scenes. Like in other words, Alexis is. I can I remember season three, but it's my first run watching Untucked. Alexis is really fucking shady backstage, really shady, and a shit talker. And I didn't realize that she was like that because I watched. I just know, you know, bam, you know, right. Um, right. And like, watch episode one untucked. It's it's shady. She's shady, and she that, that the Shangela topic comes up where they're all talking about things like, why is Shangela here? You yeah,
1: that I, I love when the drag queens are mad that like someone's there that the thinks below them. <laughs> I would be like, you know what? great the more people that i feel above the better and then i can make my way to the end of the show but they're always pressed about that
0: it's funny you said so in untucked phoenix stands up for chancel is like why the fuck do you care about an extra girl right this is one more extra girl like who cares why are you so upset about how chancel phoenix
1: probably should have been worried but uh, you know i know well there's
0: again later on phoenix tells everyone who she thinks is going to be in the top and it's a whole thing (laughs) um yeah, so then Shanja comes out. There you go. Now, what about the mini challenge? Uh, what were your thoughts on the bouncing on the trampoline and the Mike
1: Ruiz and the this and the that? Um, it was, you know, it's it's a classic mini challenge where they put them in a somewhat of a difficult situation. I mean, you know, next year they're literally dunking them in dunk tanks, so it makes trampoline not yeah. seem that difficult. Uh huh. Um, but I've, it is interesting that there's like a sort of a focus on Stacy and Delta having trouble bouncing on it. Um, you know, at the end of the – my first thought was it's a mini challenge. So who cares if it's an unfair advantage, whatever. But then they say at the end they're actually taking that into account in the final challenge as well. So it sort of does become important. I don't know. It was weird that there was something – so if it if it was going to be held against them, then that seemed strange mm-hmm. and unfair. If not, then, like, who cares? Yeah. I wouldn't say they were really making fun of their weight doing it, which would be a different situation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was fine. It was fun. You know what's so funny? So
0: Carmen walks in. Carmen Carrera walks into the thing to do the photo shoot. And she's having this funny banter with RuPaul. And I'm watching it going like, oh, wait a minute. I forget... Carmen transitions, and then has this total fucking hate RuPaul, yes. hates RuPaul, hates the show, hates World of Wonder, thinks they're sending secret messages to her. And I'm like, I forgot about that. And I'm like, here they are having this playful banter, and Ru's laughing at what she's doing. I'm like, oh, little do they know.
1: Yeah, it, it is weird that, that there's no evidence of any, any of that on the show. That um, you know, obviously you, you didn't know she was. Uh, trans during any of the filming or anything like that but there's no evidence of her being uncomfortable in fact she seems to be the most comfortable in her own skin out of any of the contestants which yeah. is interesting
0: um did you have any you know I think you and I are the same in terms of how we feel about looks but did you have anything to say about the, any particular look or shot or anything
1: uh for the trampoline section you mean for the trampoline section, yeah, for the um, no nothing stood out to me as like that was cool or that was uncool. It was very much just, like, jumping.
0: Yeah, you know what? And this used to happen with me with Top Model as well, is unless it was really bad, I have trouble, like, what okay is and what really good is. Like, why Same. was Raja's better than Stacy's?
1: You know? Because right. like, actually Stacy, remember, not looking bad. Uh-huh. Well, and it's, I think on a mini-challenge, it's very... um I can't think of the word, but you know, it's just whatever they want it to be. It's, it's, uh, subjective, Mm -hmm. I guess is the word I'm, I'm trying to think of, but like, there's nothing ever. I'm starting to get better looking at the looks because I'm realizing as we've talked about offline, like, Oh, the looks are a big deal to people. This is a big part of the show (laughs) that you and I don't necessarily care about, but so I'm, I'm trying to do it. Okay. Well, I'm no fashion person, but from my perspective, If I saw this in the cloud, I'd be like, oh, she looks good or not. Mm -hmm. That being said, no, nothing from these photos stood out for me either way.
0: Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, Well, let's uh, move on. Uh, back in the workroom, the girls d drag and Raja looks around trying to find the trade of the season. The girls whisper among each other, wondering why and how Shangela returned. Next, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce that Raja is the winner of the challenge. After some congratulations, RuPaul informs the girls that the next day they're going to go on a holiday shopping spree, so dress up. The next day, the girls got in public in their finest daytime drag. Rude takes them to a thrift store where he announces this week's Maxi Challenge. The girls need to ho 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 it up using funky old clothes to create the jolliest holiday drag look. With $50 to spend, the girls run around the store to the horror of the customers and grab whatever they can <laughs> at the cheapest price possible. Your
1: thoughts and everything. A here. They were like, they, 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 they was, those yeah. extras to just be like, what are these hideous yeah. things doing an R? Yeah. Store. I feel like that
0: same old lady from season six's roast challenge or comedy challenge remember <laughs> the old lady when like just <laughs> says like your vagina oh,
1: like, yeah, and yeah. I can picture exactly the face of yeah. who you're and she,
0: about. she's like <laughs> a mouth open like oh like, I think she was there oh my
1: god um, yeah and, that's funny I mean it's fun they don't do that anymore but they used to do a lot of like daytime making them yes, go out into yes, the world Yes, um, which is funny it's also a little mean because mm-hmm. it really uh you know a big difference these gals are not made for the sunlight um even even the best I mean now it's different they they do a lot more but um but yeah that was fun and again they were like whispering they're all wondering about Shangela. we already talked about that yeah. and I I'm, again was just trying to think like did they see something in her beyond just entertainment value because I remember I on a on a I might have told this story already on some podcast with you, but uh, in an AfterBuzz show we were doing, we were interviewing Shangela for it, scheduled to, and she canceled day of because she booked a gig and she had to go fly out for it. So it was like, whatever, we're not paying her. Who are we? Um, But then like 30 minutes before the show, we get a text like, hey, my flight was delayed. I'm here at the airport. And she left the airport and came to the AfterBuzz studio, did the recording and went back to the airport. Whoa, I didn't know that. Wow. Yes. So for me, that was such a like, okay, this is a someone dedicated, like the work ethic, that everything about that was so impressive to me that when... She was announced for All Stars 3 and a lot of people were mostly making, thinking of her as a joke.
0: Mm -hmm. I was
1: like, I don't know. There's something about obviously doing a nice thing doesn't Mm -hmm. translate to drag race, but I was like, no, she's been working. She's been hustling. I think, I think we're ready for this. No, Um, you're right. That's a very good point. And so there is something.
0: You know, I just criticized her for the Puerto Vallarta thing and I still do. Nothing's changed, but I, I think it's in line. You know, those kinds of people who really work very hard and they hustle and they work and they work and they work. Often have, and I'm talking about friends that I know that are like this, that they need to suck everything out of life, and there's almost a sense of 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 being invulnerable uh, that sometimes screws them over, and maybe sometimes they push themselves too hard, and so I could see Shangela making that decision to go to Puerto Vallarta because a, maybe she was paid to do an appearance, she's like coin is coin, you know, b. I'm just gonna fucking go there. I'm, in, I'm invincible, you know. Right. And sure. um, and you know, it's just a go, 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 go. There's nothing stopping that train. And so there's, you know, there there are shadows and there are lights in our personality. And so you know, one of the positive things is she's the person that who's like, I'm here. I have extra time. I'm gonna go to this after I right. do the interview and come back. And then the negative things, like I can go to Puerto Vallarta. What does that matter? You know, I'm just gonna, I'm, sure. I'm just gonna, I'm full steam ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh. I actually really like this challenge, and I kind of hinted at this earlier, is, well, one of the things, to say what you were saying with this daytime drag stuff, this was when, and this is why I don't think they've done it again, this is, the show's, again, like, in transition, the show's the pivoting season, but they yeah. used to let, it continues in All-Stars 1, but I think that's the end of it there, is, no, they did in season 5, too, sorry, that's the end of it, but they I think they five. like to, they used to put the girls in daytime drag and take them out in public because it was still in that, like, we're going to laugh at drag queens. Look how ridiculous. Yeah. It's like taking the monsters and putting them in the normal world and everyone stares and gawks at them and how weird they are and laugh at them.
1: Yeah. And I got to tell you, it's, it almost feels less of like making, I mean, it is making fun of drag queens, but there's it's sort of shrouded in transphobia to me yes. because they're not over the top dressed like, like drag queens often are. So it really does look more like... These are just trans women out and about, yes, and yes. we're we're the world is shocked.
0: Well, it's so funny that you say that. And well, when I talk about untucked later, there's a, a big moment of transphobia in untucked.
1: Mm, and sort of just ac-
0: sort of accepted as just just a normal thing. Yeah, and, I'm sure. Yeah, and so uh, that's why I was saying like I actually like this challenge, and you can do this challenge again, but just
1: take them out in their boy clothes. Sure, you know, or don't purposely edit in horror of (laughs) horrified faces of the crowd. (laughs) You know what I mean? That'll also help.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't don't do horrified faces uh, of the crowd. Um, But other than that, I don't really have anything to say. Do you have? Have we we missed anything? Are your are your notes have they been exhausted to this point? My notes have been exhausted for this segment. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna get into the rest of the show. All right, back in the workroom. The girls make a mad dash for Christmas material to finish their outfits. Chanzo grabs a giant snowman, Mimi makes a lot of noise, and Venus accuses Phoenix of stealing her idea. Uh, next RuPaul entered the workroom to make some table visits Shangela is ready to show Ru that she has what it takes to be America's next drag superstar Phoenix takes the credit for Venus's idea Mimi tells Ru she can't sew Manila discusses her boyfriend Sahara Davenport Venus reveals that Phoenix stole her idea Raja and Ru headed it off Carmen shows off her tiny outfit and Stacey Lane Matthews reveals that her trip to Hollywood was her first time on an airplane Adam Salandra a lot going on there any big thoughts on those moments
1: A question about Raja and Rue hitting it off. Yeah. Is there, I don't want to say rumor, but was it just like a known, did they sort of know each other beforehand because Raja was in the industry? Not to say they were friendly or anything like that, but I feel like I remember hearing uh, that there was some sort of connection there. Yeah, I think
0: Um, you're right. I think you're right. I think there was. Yeah, I'm sure Nami Harder will tell us long after we've recorded, but uh, that I think there was some sort of like, In fact, if I remember correctly, I don't even think, and this is not unusual. Raja went through like the normal auditioning process. Like I don't think she like. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she
1: maybe submitted a tape, but I think she was um, scouted. Yeah, which they were doing back then. I mean, now imagine everyone knows and wants to be a part of it. But yeah, um, I know Willem even talks about that for next season that they asked her. So it uh, they were definitely at this point.
0: Yeah. Coming and so, to certain queens. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh I think yeah, I think she was scouted and, and, and did all that. And um and I think there I think there is some sort of connection. I can't remember like, I feel like maybe Rue Ru saw her perform or there's yeah, something that's like familiar. that. Yeah, that's yeah. something like that. I forgot about that. So um uh So it makes sense that they hit it off. It makes sense that they hit it off. You know, uh I was gonna say, you know, when she's talk when Rue is talking to uh, – I believe it's Venus, if I'm not mistaken. It could be – I'm sorry. I confused Venus and Phoenix. It won't happen again because oh. Venus is gone.
1: But – It's so – I was going to say the same. It's funny that one's accusing the other of stealing the idea because I'm like, I. Oh, that's a shame it's you two because I already can't tell you apart. Yeah, I can't tell them and apart. And you, you came in and – oh, no, they are not even the ones that came in a matching outfit. So then no. the other gal is a yeah. part of the – it's a trio of people that's like, I won't really remember you ever. Yeah. And they
0: all go out, boom, 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 right? right one after yeah, so the, the other.
1: The, I just felt the same way.
0: Yeah. Um, There's a part in the workroom is very weird, and I feel like there was an edit that we missed or something. The whole Chrissy kisses, or I don't know what she what they're saying. Because then Rue says it
1: later on the main stage. I thought it was interesting that they put that in, because I know about it from... Oh, you I know about it, this. And, yeah. Uh, it's Well, all I know is that it's a weird thing that... RuPaul says, I think with her husband, um, oh. you know how Ru, anytime something happens to Ru where it becomes an inside joke, it sort of yeah. comes on the show like mm-hmm. she already done had hers is mm-hmm. um, something I, I feel like someone said on a Christmas trip that her and her husband took like Prissy Christmas or something like okay. that. So it was my interpretation that venus knew about the story somehow too even though then rue was far, like not even doing podcasts i don't know how she would have known it yeah um but i i remember thinking watching that it's like okay i know what rewatching, but what was everyone thinking was happening <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I, I was like what are they because obviously Ru, they didn't know yeah rue's laughing like she
0: understood and venus uh-huh. is laughing like a lunatic and i'm like what are what, what's so funny? Why does everyone know this joke? Did I miss something? And then Rue says it on uh, the main stage.
1: Yeah, they so never acknowledge it.
0: Never acknowledge it. So I was like, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad I brought it up, because I didn't know what it was.
1: i glad you did, too. So yeah, full yeah, of knowledge. yeah, 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 um,
0: yeah. That's the only thing I have really... Let me, see, let me go through these table visits again, but I think she, does she and Shangela have that conversation. Great. The weird Phoenix... I mean, it's so funny that Rue knows exactly what's going on with, like, Oh, how did you get that collar done? You know what? Oh, what an of interesting course. thing. You know. Uh, yeah. Oh, Manila talks about Sahara Davenport. R. I. R- 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 yeah. R- P. Uh, yes. Sahara dies um, soon after that, right? Like not
1: too. That's long what ago. I was going to ask you. I don't remember, but I would say soon. I mean, not not during the filming. Thank God. No, but, um, no, no. I
0: think, but I think it's maybe while it's airing. I want to say. Let me look it oh, up. Oh wow! Like I think it's. It, I don't think it's long after that. Uh... That she yeah, I'm not away. sure. Let me see here. I'm gonna bring it up right now. Oh, uh, no, it's about a year later, so it's an October, she dies October 1st, 2012.
1: Okay, yeah. so it's uh, season four is going, yeah, or or went,
0: yeah. So, uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's something that we get to see there, and then um, yeah, I think there's w- Carmen's naked, and then Stacy, yeah, all right, nothing really big there, all right, later in the workroom. I should have just thrown this in there. Later, the worker Mimi and first has an emotional breakdown as she realizes she's in trouble with her outfit the next day. It's elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway. Mimi's determined to make it work. Manila criticizes Mimi's look. Shangela shares what it felt like to lip sync for her life on season two. Raja talks about her love of drag. Venus shares tales about her extensive plastic surgery to look like Madonna. And Mimi thinks plastic surgery is cheating. Meanwhile, Carmen Carrera parades around the room naked. Um... Again, your thoughts, Adam Salandra from Showbiz.
1: I thought that the Mimi tears were uh, confusing. Uh-huh. I, I'd i be stressed too. I can't. So uh, I'm sure it's stressful, but the girls were all still working on their look. If she, why, why instead of sitting standing there crying, fix it. Like, do yeah. something to fix it, uh-huh. which, you know, she does, apparently. I'm, was she in the top i couldn't really tell the way they they were like criticizing it but she wasn't necessarily in the bottom yeah uh which you know we'll get to that but either way it felt like okay get stressed have a cry but then she was still crying in the confessional uh so it was like an uh, just a day of crying when it was like well you got to channel some of this energy into using the time you have to still make it work maybe well,
0: yeah I could see maybe being so stressed. I do know it's a very stressful situation just in general, and they make you tired on purpose. And they do all that reality of show tricks,
1: but it's day two. But yeah.
0: yes, <laughs> true it is. I would have maybe a quiet cry, but that, I mean, it is like you just lost your entire family in a plane crash. Cry.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Is uh, I'm sure I'd be crying too. I, I'd be stressed about it, but that would be a moment. For the, when I saw it still happening in the confessional and it was just as heavy and strong, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, what's happening here? Like, it's just, you, you didn't end up going home. So like, what is, but you know, foreshadowing, you know, Mimi gives us a lot uh, and love her or hate her. We have to say that so that is the case. So thanks Mimi.
0: Yeah. Look, I would love to see her back. For an all- I mean, she's such a classic villain. She's so great. Oh, like, uh, absolutely. We need please, her back. Please bring her back.
1: Uh, Even on the shows, not the ones we just talked about, the Battle of the Seasons, but um, I think it was, what's the one, like the the Haters Roast tour that they do. Um, She was getting in fights with queens there and like the queens were mad at her and she was getting offended. So it's like, what's happening all these years later when most of the other queens, once they're off the show, they like make up and they're like chill. She's like still causing drama. Like what's going on with her? And that's exactly the reason why we need her back is because she causes trouble.
0: You know, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, Carmen Carrera, Carreras parading around naked. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there a, is there a trade of the season for you for season three? I don't know if it's Carmen Carrera. I'm just saying.
1: It just reminds me of though, and then the quote. Um, man, I thought about this last night to say it, but now I can't think who it is. Except I think it probably. Is Carmen. Mm-hmm. There's something about Carmen's um ness that's like, okay, I can see. And, and to be like the real meaning of trade of the season, where like they always say trade is like someone that you're like a little bit scared is going to like rob you, take your money, and uh, after the hookup, I think that would be Carmen.
0: You know what's so funny? Again, going back to uh, what we know happens later and whatnot, and she's so crazy. And I think the craziness. Has seeped in. I remember at the time thinking Carmen Carrera was fucking trade for me, right? Yeah. So my, right. but now I know she's so cuckoo bananas that I'm yeah.
1: like, mm. oh, that of that, course takes really, away. Yeah. Um, um but but In terms didn't... of the, in terms of trade, yeah. Oh, uh you know who else I think uh, is Yara Sofia. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let me let me ask let me let almost let me almost let me ask you let me ask you let me expand let me expand the world uh, in uh-huh. the history of RuPaul's Drag Race who would you say are some of the your favorite like what you would call quote unquote trade uh, okay so, boys? Oh, I love this
1: game yeah. um you know the mo- on the most recent season I do think and this is a lot because of like I saw his boy picks on Instagram but Joey J uh-huh. is uh, attractive outside of. Outside of the race, um, someone who I, is like a, it's a basic person to say, and they're kind of boring. So I, I'm not attracted, but, um, I can't even think of her name, but she went very far. She was a top four. It's season seven. It's Pearl. Okay. Next. No. Oh no. I, but Pearl. Yeah. Pearl. Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely a Pearl kind of guy. Yeah. Um, yeah still to this day uh cameron cameron michaels is who i was gonna say oh really the 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 Um, vocal doppelganger of jay ellis wow
0: their voices sound oh have you ever heard their voices they sound almost exactly alike i
1: totally see it yeah wow Uh um yeah but those are a few who are you who are some of yours you have a very specific type well no look obviously you have your pearls
0: you he know, have you ever pearls? You know, Joey J strangely, there was one picture I saw on Reddit where cause they, someone saw them on his grinder and his grinder yeah. profile pick is really hot. Um, uh-huh. but he doesn't really do it for me. Um, you know who strangely does it for me? And, uh, I, it's, it, this person, it just does it for me in, in, in that trade kind of way yeah. is Aja. I, it usually not uh, my, I've heard you say I, that before, yeah. There's something just so sex Like, you just know she just fucking... Well, first of all, she's a huge, giant dick. But also... It helps. It helps. Yeah. But also, there's just something really sexy about her. I think the Vixen's really hot. Uh-huh. Um,
1: Definitely.
0: I think, um you know, people who listen to my show will know probably more better than I do. There's somebody recently who I was super into. I don't remember who it was. Um... I have a lot of them, but I, look, I like a pretty boy, so uh-huh. like a pretty I boy too. is always going to win. Strangely, though, there are people that they predict, and I don't. Like, for instance, when Blair St. Clair came out, they thought I was going to go for Blair St. Clair. I'm like, no, didn't do it for me as a boy.
1: Yeah, no, same. That's a little too – Blair St. even if you, like, find a high school kid attractive, Blair St. Clair is like young high school. Yeah. Um, Okay, but wait. Since we're talking about it, I was yeah. just like, I need... I didn't run myself, and I pulled up a thing where, like, who they... who the internet says is the trade. Yeah, yeah. And The reason I have to share it is because I'm a little confused by some of these. Mm-hmm. Of course it's all subjective, but some of them shocked. All Stars 5, they say Derek Barry and Shea Coulee. Derek Barry is kind of surprising to me. Shea, I can see. I saw Derek Barry
0: in the green room at DragCon one year, and... I think now that I know, I see it. But one thing you don't come that doesn't come across on TV is like he has a super spread out, wide face. It's very yeah. almost kind of disconcerting. It's almost like it's very strange. <laughs> it's a very strangely constructed face. Derek Barry doesn't do it for me.
1: Same uh, season twelve, Jackie. A lot of people like Jackie Cox. I wasn't in that into him, but Nikki Doll was another one they wrote on oh, here. Oh, and- Nikki Agreed. Doll! I was all about Nikki Doll. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Season eleven, they're saying Vanji, Brooklyn Heights. Uh, uh, fine. Stranger. And then they put Nina West, Ariel Versace, Honey Davenport. Honey Davenport, yes.
0: Honey Davenport, yes, but also you know what? Ariel Versace has some OnlyFans nude shots where you're like, I'm rethinking this. Yeah, I like it. Oh
1: well that that you know, always a different story. Yeah. Um, oh, here's one I forgot. Season 10, Cameron Michaels, I said, but Dusty Ray Bottoms, I think is a very, very cute boy.
0: No. Okay. You're saying that, but I'm going to tell you right now. Aquaria
1: can get it. I think Aquaria, oh, same, same. Aquaria is so hot as
0: a okay, boy. Okay. This is a great conversation. And
1: especially now, like I'm not really, I used to have a twink phase that I'm uh-huh. very much out of, but Aquaria has very, every photo, you can like feel the sexual energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes to that. Um, for All-Stars 4, they say here, Monique Hart and Trinity the Tuck. Interesting. And a bonus. I don't know why there's a bonus, but Jasmine Masters, which is oh, hard for me. Yeah, I'm not uh,
0: making this list. Uh-huh.
1: Um, All-Stars 3, Morgan McMichaels and Trixie Mattel. It's going to be a no for me personally on those.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Season 9, Sasha Velour and Alexis Michelle. No, Alexis I, I sort of saw, um, but not – Not. it uh, must have been rough. Season rough 9,
0: what's weird for me in season 9 is – and I can't tell you why. Talking about that like sort of X factor, why this and why not that and blah, 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 blah. Like, is your pal Valentina – as a boy, uh-huh. in theory, but there's something about her that I yes. just have an asexual, no sexual. But yet, if if I were just to see her as a boy in normal boy clothes and whatnot, I would be like, yes. But like, there's something about her that I'm just like, no.
1: It's so interesting that you say that because I, am more so even on season. All-Stars 4, mm-hmm. there's something about Valentina in drag that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm turned on knowing that that she's a, a man. So yeah. it's not like a necessarily uh, an attracted to a woman, but like I feel like in drag I would hook up with Valentina, um, which is a weird layer of my you, sexuality. No, 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 no. Out.
0: I think you and I are very simpatico here. I have, you know, over the course of the past few years, after the, the last guy I dated was uh, a straight guy who was, uh-huh. I wouldn't say experimenting, he just fell in love with a guy named Joe Batanz. <laughs> as but, you do. As one does. Kawaii, Cameron, all <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Re- Reeling in the
0: straits. Yeah. Uh, horrible lifestyle, I would never do it. And um, <laughs> But in that, I did learn sort of the nooks and crannies of my sexuality. And I've made this very public on Afterthought. Yeah. I love me a feminine gay. Like, there's these, there's mm-hmm. these masker mask people. I look, if a guy's hot and he's a mask, that's fine. But like, I actually see, like, for instance, Joey J is a perfect example. Yeah. There are a lot of gays who might see the purse fall out of Joey J's mouth and be like, uh, ew, no. I, I'm i like, hello, how are you? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here for a feminine gay. And also, um, it's funny that you say that. I, I think I have the same thing with Blair Sinclair. Where like uh, Blair St Clair is a boy, I'm like mm. Blair St Clair is a girl. I'm like, what's that girl with that with that that uh, what's her name again? I forget I her yeah,
1: name. Yeah, the meme.
0: Yeah, but um, I remember her. I, name. I don't even know. Is she yeah. a famous person? Yeah, she is. Oh. She's a famous meme person, like a TikTok or something. Yeah. Um, Brittany Broski. Um, but like yeah, as Brittany, but yeah, Blair is a boy. I mean, as a girl, I'm like hmm. You know, and I have this whole like it's it's very interesting that world because I've lost it since, and I only remember because of what happened to my friend. I have a straight friend, and God love him, I and mean, he's straight <laughs> as an arrow, right? Okay. But he will. What I love about him is we have a very. He's my best friend, actually, Adam Vaughn. Yeah. Okay. And he will answer the questions that you want to ask straight guys very honestly with me. He will literally love give that. it thought and, and answer it. So, like, I'll do things like, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, different questions, right? And so, like, a Blair St. Clair or an ugly girl, right? And they'll be (laughs) like, oh, well, you know, like. So, um, but I remember once I showed him, there is this um, trans male porn star, Mm -hmm. okay? And he is a very, 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 very hot man. Okay, Mm -hmm. super hot, smoking hot. But he hasn't had the bottom surgery. Mm -hmm. and I don't get the sense he wants to. So he has porn pictures out there where it's you see this very attractive man, but he has a vagina. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why it does something very magical to me. And also on the flip side is uh, a really beautiful girl that has like a, a dick. Super hot to me.
1: Yep. you know, I agree. It's, I, it's I, a it's a weird thing, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's maybe it's just. We're made to think it's weird, but Gen Z and, and, you know, ask Aiden, what do the, what do the kids think these days? Because it's, the lines are just non existent, I feel, or at least becoming that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've told Aiden, if you ever want to wear, uh, you know, like a cheerleading outfit or anything like that, you're (laughs) more than welcome to. Be my guest. Be my guest. It's been duly noted. It's been duly noted. Good. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm here still. for, like, all kind of gender nonconformity. I find it very, very yeah, hot. How that's do great. This topic? Uh, oh, you were talking about Valentina as a... a well, yeah, woman. which yeah, was yeah. trade of the
1: season. And so all I will say to bring us back on course is this list I'm looking at, who they say is trade of the season, mm-hmm. uh, is Yara Sophia, who I said, mm-hmm. and Phoenix, which I did not say.
0: In season seven, I'll be honest, if people criticize me for this, I would... I wouldn't have sex with Violet Tchotchke. I, I'm here for a Violet Tchotchke. A lot
1: of people aren't. Uh, I I can see it. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily for me or, or not for me. But certainly you can see a lot of Violet Tchotchke on the internet, if yeah. that's your thing.
0: Yeah, you know what's so funny going to season six is uh, I'm not here for the Magnolia Crawford. People are here for Magnolia Crawford as a boy. Interesting. No, I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't? Uh, what about this? Um, uh, you know, speaking of this thing with Valentina, I have the same relationship with Courtney Act, where like I don't, Courtney Act is a boy. I'm like, man, like you're a beautiful man, but I'm like, it just doesn't do it for me.
1: Same, same.
0: Meanwhile, even though she's not really my type, I don't know why there's something I find very sexy about Alaska.
1: Interesting, you know. In the way, same, but there, but maybe that's like a, just a respect thing. Like that's yeah. that's my number one. Of course, my other number one is Alyssa Edwards, and uh, there's no sexual energy for me to Alyssa. Yeah, yeah so, no, no.
0: I agree. Isn't that weird that myself, you, Jay, we all have Alaska as our number one? I think I think she's the winner.
1: I think. Um, Ooh, that makes for the winner because we have good taste. Yeah,
0: yeah, we have impeccable taste.
1: All right, on the main stage, RuPaul walks in and introduces
0: the panel's newest permanent judge, Very Michelle exciting. Visage. It. Yeah, Michelle Visage, and and she's a bitch right out of the gate. Like she's just like yeah,
1: she knew her she knew her role from yeah. the beginning.
0: Bruce Valanche sits by the side of the stage dressed as Santa Claus. And Vanessa <laughs> Williams sit in, sits in as the guest, guest. You see, we're still in that transition where it's a silly show.
1: I was going to say, yeah, trying yeah. new things.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, now it's time for... Oh, this is going to be so great. This is so great. Now it's time for the
1: looks. Adam Salander, yes. your thoughts on the looks. And we're done. Yeah. I wrote <laughs> a few things from a few people who actually mostly ended up being the tops and bottoms. So that was interesting to me. The two that weren't, that I wrote something down, Yara Sofia. I thought she looked very sexy uh, and had a sexy reveal. And the thing I wrote about Alexis Mateo is I could not get over how skinny she is because yeah. she does weight uh, 8 yeah. before All-Stars 5. Uh-huh. Um, so she was very skinny, which you, know, you don't think about it when you watch it. People are just however they look. But yeah. once you see the weight change, uh-huh. that was wild to me. Yeah. Um, Carmen, I I mean, it's literally just body. And Mm -hmm. so, fine. She looks good. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, but it's it's not... um, I don't think you could get away with just making a little bikini today and call that... Wait, 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 wait.
0: Excuse me. Objection. Sustainable. Okay. Who did it? (laughs) I was just going to say, that was a design challenge. You shouldn't do that. And it just
1: happened with Gottmik true very true but there's there's something and i get i know that you weren't really a fan of this but got mixed. there was something about it that was like okay the way that you interpreted little mm-hmm. black dress to make it an actual little black dress that's why it worked for me and was mm-hmm. enjoyable mm-hmm. but you're making a great point there was no wh- where's the where's the challenge of the design challenge i, I
0: don't
1: yeah great point. uh I have to look at the looks. Oh, you know what? I- Mimi. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I would say I, I even the notes I wrote down. I don't even really remember what they looked like. Uh-huh. But Mimi, I said was cost to me, which it was, but it was fine. Okay. Um. Ra- I'll tell you one thing. Raja, you were. It was very easy for me as a non-fashion person to still mm-hmm. look at Rajas and say this is the best. Yeah. Uh, and it is very fashion, very model, very runway. Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. it. Um, it was actually Shangela's that I didn't understand what was so horrible about it. I thought she gave a good look. I liked the hair going up. Now, when they were talking about her on the runway and she turned around, yes, it was definitely falling apart, Mm -hmm. that light skirt. So I get that. But, um, you know, it just, it wasn't the worst to me. Venus's was, yeah, very tacky. It looked just like everything from the Christmas store was thrown on there, which it was. Mm -hmm. So, that makes sense.
0: You know, uh, Okay, so I'm looking at the outfits right now, okay? And I'm looking at Alexis Mateo. What we're seeing here, I mean, I don't have season two to compare it to in season one, but they call it Christmas couture, and it's looking like it's couture. Like, Alexis, yeah, super skinny, looks fantastic. Carmen Carrera, there's absolutely nothing there. Delta Work, um, you know, uh, I think actually Delta Work looks fantastic on her Christmas couture look. Like you're trying to make something work as a big girl, and it it works for me. I could see why she's safe. India Farah, she's a big fan of those big fake boobs. I feel she would have just closed it up and not had the fake boobs. I think would have liked it more. I don't know. That's my yeah. I don't even remember that. India's. Um, so it didn't leave an impression. Manila Luzon. Oh, I think Manila with the muff and everything is super cute. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Manila's good. Um. Mariah Paris Balenciaga, you know, in Untucked, Mariah Paris Balenciaga is is criticized, I believe, by Alexis, actually. I could be wrong, though. People who know Untucked better might be know, but no, it is Alexis. because Alexis says that Mar- Mariah says in the confessional, you know, I have a thick skin, but you get one pass, bitch. Um, is Alexis reads Mariah for her look, even though she's safe and says, You just got one of your outfits and just glued shit to it. You know, you just bought an outfit at the thrift store and then glued shit to it. Like it's this is not really couture, you know. It's just already a ready made outfit. And you know what? Looking at this now on, on the in the picture, that's right. It's just she bought an off the rack item at the
1: well look, she's safe. You know. I was gonna say she made it to safe, so what too bad.
0: I feel, uh, for story, they gave Mimi a pass, you know, mm-hmm. um, I actually think she was safe, but I think, I believe this is Phoenix's look is a mess. I don't really like, I don't like the fascinator. Uh, that's by the way, the most advanced fashion term that I know. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, the skirt is kind of weird. Uh, Raja, uh, yeah, looks couture, looks fantastic. You can see like already the beginnings there. And yeah. I actually, I'm agreeing, I'm looking at Shangela's outfit, and for having made it, and the whole originality of the snowman thing, I don't yeah. think Shangela should have been in the bottom. I think, again, we've seen the show do this before, I think she was in the bottom because it's a good story.
1: Right. She was so in the bottom the first time, she's going to be in the bottom story, but yeah, I didn't feel like Shangela needed to be in the bottom. I mean, frankly, but if they wanted a story, and I don't remember what phoenix look like but based on what you just said it could have been a phoenix versus venus where they were copying off each other they felt and then they ended up in the bottom yeah Um, probably they didn't do that yeah of course they wanted Shangela there and i am sure i can't imagine what Mm -hmm. changela was thinking in that moment like you must be like i cannot go home first again yeah yikes let's get to it actually right now those are
0: the looks Back on the main stage, Manila, Mimi, and Raja are in the top, while Shangela, Venus, and Carmen are in the bottom. After the deliberation, RuPaul names Raja the winner of this week's challenge. Next, Carmen Carrera is left off, let off the, oh yeah, let off the hook, leaving Shangela and Venus Delight in the bottom two. After an aggressive lip sync battle for their lives, which we're going to talk about, Shangela survives to see another day, while Venus Delight is asked to sashay away. Adam, give me your thoughts on that lip sync, but also any final thoughts you may have on the episode.
1: What was going on in this lip sync? Yeah. And now, aside right. from even before we get to what made RuPaul uncomfortable, why was it so? Me- were there? It was so messy. Were their messy. outfits just so poorly constructed that wigs were off? Wigs were flying. Yeah, literally flying. flying. Right. Uh-huh. The the outfits were falling off. Yeah. And then what was was Venus like? Sort of pushing her. Um, when when RuPaul at the end said it made me very uncomfortable, they mm-hmm. didn't specify why, but but they were talking, you know, they were commenting on um oh and then she said for don't try to outgun each other in a now outgun I I would I don't know exactly what she means by outgun, but I would think the whole point of a of a lip sync for your life is you are out trying to outdo one another. That would be my interpretation of it. So it's more of like was Venus literally pushing her out of the way, which is ironic because in a few episodes, we'll hear that drag is not a contact sport, of course. Um, so that was just the theme of this, of these people's dra- runway. But what was, it? do you, do you know what was happening there? Did you get a better sense of that than I did? Well, I feel that the,
0: that the, if I remember correctly from season one up until I think, um, I feel like Mimi's moment, I have to remember the rest of season three, but I feel like Mimi's moment is sort of the death knell for the very aggressive lip syncs with each other, but they, it was building up to this. I remember the lip syncs used to be literally they were battling against each other, and, uh, this was obviously taking it to another level where it was like literally clawing at each other. It was bizarre, and they're throwing their wigs, and, um. Yeah. Because there is an episode, maybe it's in season three, where RuPaul's like, "Stop it with the fucking shoes and the wigs, throwing them." You know, Um,
1: yeah. (laughs) Where you learn, don't do that. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense.
0: Because that was the thing they were doing in the early seasons too, where the where the drag queen will rip their wig off to show that they're really serious. Yeah, which uh, is yeah, you wouldn't do that now. And um, uh, yeah, and I and you know, to be honest, to be to be fair though, if I'm being fair, I think. When I was watching it, one thing I noted was Shangela's equally – maybe not equal, but she's she's not totally innocent in this either. Yeah. They tried to paint wondering. it that way. Yeah. They were trying to paint it that way. Like, oh, poor Shangela. She was attacking. I'm like, hmm. She was playing too. And then that whole walking up the stage thing. And it, very, it was a very, very aggressive lip What I do love, though, is is Mimi I'm First saying, oh, that lip got violent. I was like, bitch. You don't even know. I like
1: that foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I me. liked
0: that foreshadowing, and I was like, "You don't even know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the right person went home. You know. Yes. Um, uh, but I think you know. All in all, I think it is a great. Uh, I, I was telling Aiden today. I was like, you know, the one thing I will say is, and, and this is not a knock on current Drag Race, it, like, and we said this earlier. There's just something about the show that I just like so much. Even though, Mm -hmm. like you said, season three is not my favorite season. Right. Uh, There might be a few episodes that are a slog to get through. But I still think maybe it's the girls. Maybe it's the freshness of it all. I don't know what it is. There's still uh, a spark that I don't feel it has anymore. I'm not saying we can't Mm -hmm. get it back. But it just, it's just we've sort of lost
1: it, and I don't know what it it's is. It's the less, it's the fact that it's not as polished. Is, yeah. is I think what what we're enjoying.
0: Yeah, uh, I do want to say one more thing. I forgot this. I said a, for a really quick things. One, the workroom is so fucking messy, and I'm like, you don't really <laughs> yeah. see it that messy anymore. Like we're like there's this shit gone. everywhere, and it's like, oh my god, yeah. it's so messy. And then the other thing too, I don't know if you noticed this. RuPaul lords the seventy five
1: thousand dollars over them. Like she's paying it herself. Like, I, especially it stands out because it's so little now. Yeah. Well, not so little compared to what they get, but, but it was brought up so much for it to now be such an inconsequential number. It's yeah. Hilarious. I'm surprised like, they
0: haven't upped up, up the price too. Like, it should be same, at least two fifty. Yeah. Especially now. It's been yeah. 10 years. Uh, okay. Adam, anything else? Have we missed anything. I think we really said everything that needed to be said all right well that's going to do it for this week's episode of rupaul's drag race recap be oh wait do you know what to say at the end certainly not oh (laughs) i'm gonna put you on the spot uh well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of rupaul's drag race recap be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each old episode of rupaul's drag race season three so for adam salandra and myself Well, you should know Adam. You listen
1: to every episode, Adam, so you know what Taylor says at the end. I uh, when I said no, I don't. I really didn't mean that. I I know. I know you don't. I know know you
0: don't. But I imagine that someone who listens to every episode, of Taylor says, "Sashay away" until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. To have something to say? Email us at drag recap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Adam Salandra on Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A D A M S A L. A-N-D-R-A. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Drag Race Recap is an afterthought media podcast.